0: Today, we're gonna cover our top five reasons why you should be a business owner. Number four is our favorite. You're not gonna wanna miss it.
1: You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black.
0: Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. How to play to succeed in business and in life. My name is Ryan Black.
1: And I'm Levi Hunsaker.
0: And we welcome you. Welcome out to our new show. We are excited to have you here, and we're looking forward to developing this show, bringing great content, great value. We've got special guests and just providing information so that you can maximize your business, maximize your life, and yeah, we get look forward to getting to know you better as the show goes on. Levi, welcome. It is hey, awesome thanks, to have Ryan. you here.
1: I, I am excited to be here. We've been working on this for a while, and I'm just really stoked to be able to share this with all of our listeners, and build some new friendships and new relationships.
0: Yes, exactly. Levi and, I, Levi and I go back. We actually used to be neighbors, and we've been good friends for many years. So uh, we're excited to be doing this together and to be sharing it with you guys. So we look forward to, to many good times ahead. So welcome. Welcome to the fun. Today, what we're going to be covering is the top reasons why we believe that you should be a business owner. And... Um, you know, well, let's just, let's dive in. Let's just dive in there. Uh, number one is freedom,
1: right? Freedom. freedom.
0: Freedom. Now, sometimes, right, when people are, are looking at uh, being, you know, self-employed or owning a business or something like that, they think, I don't want to have a boss. I want to fire my boss. That is not, <laughs> unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> you know, you think that you're always going to have a boss. Your boss just shifts. If you've got a job, you got a W two or something like that. You've got probably one or two people that are managing you. When you are a business owner, every single one of your clients is your boss. Because if you don't keep them happy, you're not going to have a business anymore. And so that it's a bit of a fallacy thinking, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to get fire my boss. You're always going to have a boss. It just comes in different forms. But there, there definitely are different types of freedoms, right? Um, and one of the things when it comes to to being a business owner is being able to do what you're passionate about, being able to pursue whatever it is that you want, being able to not just produce money, right? To, for, to cover your needs, but to be able to create something for you and your family. And um, I mean, I've, I've started and run different businesses over the years. I've, I have worked for different companies and, and been an employee, but man, there's nothing like the freedom of being able to call the shots and be able to just do whatever it is that you're passionate about. So that's number one for us.
1: All right, Levi, number two, go for it. Awesome, number two, let's get into it. Financial stability. Now, in the past few months, we have seen something that I've never seen in my lifetime with this pandemic. The the idea that 10 over 10 million people can lose their jobs in a matter of two weeks is just mind-boggling to me. And those are people that thought, I, I have job security, right? I'm getting a steady paycheck, it's coming every two weeks, but there's there's no guarantees in life. Yeah, and it's really uh,
0: sad. It's really sad. I, I feel bad for for those who only had one source of income and that source of income disappeared because of the pandemic and, and then the subsequent, you know, ripple effect from that. So you feel bad, but hey guys, business ownership, it's the way to go
1: it is and and i mean i think it can be a wake-up call to be looking at it and saying okay maybe i need to start something on the side to have another stream of income it made it it doesn't need to be the the primary source of your income but i believe that everybody should be uh have their own side hustle and the number one reason why we'll hear in number four but we're not there yet so let's talk about the cash flow quadrant now if you haven't heard of the cash flow quadrant I actually learned about this through reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Good And book. he goes in and, and teaches about this. And this was a mind-changing thing. So if you haven't read that book, it's a great book that will help change your mindset on business and on being an employee. So for those of you that are... Can you let me share my screen, Ryan? Ah, uh, yes, I will. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, we're going to talk about this, but... We also have a YouTube channel going on that this is actually gonna be playing on as well. So I'm gonna share. As well as the Facebook group. That's right. So if you're
0: wanting to see the the video version, then uh, feel free to check that out. But uh, okay, cool. So So I'm gonna
1: draw this out here. But what you're gonna see is a a quadrant. There's four quadrants in the cash flow quadrant. In the upper left, he talks about being an employee. In the bottom left, he talks about being self-employed in the top right he talks about being a business owner and in the bottom left he talks about being an investor now the way that i like to talk about this is the employee you have a job you are relying on somebody else as your source of income now even as a business owner you're relying on other people but you get to create something when you're self-employed you're starting to take that first step into entrepreneurship now that can be scary sometimes but It can be one of the most rewarding things in this life is to be able to create and produce something that can be a benefit and a service in somebody else's life but in self-employed if you don't go to work you don't get paid and so that is what I, i like to call owning a job now that's on the left hand side right so if we look at this and we divide this up that's on the left hand side and the right hand side Now we're going to go into the right-hand side and talk about the top right quadrant of being a business owner. Now this is what I like to call uh, owning a system. When you own a system, you have something that can produce income when you're not even there. You can be away from the office, on vacation with your family, enjoying the things that you like to enjoy and are passionate about, but you've created a stream of income through a system that allows that cash flow to come into your life. So here you're owning a system. Now the last one is being an investor. And the way that I like to talk about this is owning a cash flow. Because what you're going to do is through your investments, whether that be in the stock market or real estate, is create cash flow, create income coming into your life by letting your dollars go to work for you. As a business owner, you let people go to work for you. As an investor, you let your dollars go to work for you or your knowledge or your skills. Okay, so you're going to own a cash flow
0: and it's interesting, you know when you break it down this way, because you know we've got the left kind of the left side of the quadrant and the right side on the left side, that's where most people in the United States are on that side, right They either have an employment or they're self- employed yet most of the people in the u s also live paycheck paycheck to paycheck, right They're unable to uh to retire at the age that they would like to. It's just you, you see kind of these same patterns over and over again, and so yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. The right side of the quadrant is the place to be. Business owner and investor, that's where you want to be to truly create that financial stability that I think we all are working towards, right? That's what we all want. So,
1: for sure. Awesome. All right, Ryan, let's talk about number three. What is it?
0: Community, community, community. We love being around people. The thing is, is when you are doing. Uh, you know, you're running your business, and if you're trying to do it all by yourself, you're doing it wrong. Because it doesn't matter what industry you're in, uh, where you're located in the world, there are going to be other business owners that are facing similar challenges that uh, have already overcome certain things, or that have different ideas and insight that can actually support you as you're moving forward in your business. And so, um, you know, you may be familiar with networking events and uh you know there's BNI groups and um you know toastmasters and uh, i don't know there's there's uh, there's tons of different groups
1: yeah there's tons um. of groups um you know one of the things on this is as you're going out and meeting people a lot of people think that being a business owner and and maybe a lot of you can relate that being a business owner being self-employed is one of the loneliest things out there if you if that is i'm going to tell you you're doing it wrong now I don't say that to be disrespectful or anything, but the good thing about being in business is you're in business for yourself, but you don't have to be in business by yourself. And by going out and connecting with these people, making friends that have similar mindset that are trying to create and build something great for for the people around them as well, you can actually share ideas and collaborate. And you have a community of support behind you that are rooting for you to succeed. You don't have to do it by yourself.
0: Well, the other thing is, is there's there's even programs, a lot of times there's local community programs or state programs or even federal programs, the different uh, business mentorship, there's the small business uh, development group, there is a SCORE, right? There's all these different organizations, nonprofits that are out there designed to mentor, support, and coach small business owners enabled, to enable them to grow their business. So- Yeah, you surround yourself with the right people. They are there to support you in your growth, and you know you've probably heard the saying that you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So, uh, if you're surrounded with the right people—folks who are who are really dedicated and focused on improving every day, on becoming better, on overcoming challenges, embracing challenges because that's when we grow, right? Um, I mean, that's it. You will see those benefits, that ripple effect. Throughout your entire business and in other areas of your life as well. So yeah, community is awesome, and people want to support you, right? People, if you're if you are going out there and risk taking risks and you know forging a new path, people people respect that, and they wanna they wanna get behind you and and they wanna see you succeed. So that's number three. Number four. Here it Ooh, is. Our number favorite. four. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, so this is one that we're gonna geek out a ton on, right? Because this is one of the favorite benefits of being a business owner. Now, this is something that I never thought that I would say. Uh, <laughs> I never thought that I would use fun and this word in the same sentence. But we actually learned from some people that actually make it really fun for us to learn. And, and not only that, help you learn how to keep a lot of your hard earned money as you're building your business. And that is taxes. Now, a lot of you, if you're driving, please don't veer off the road. <laughs> this is not something that that uh, you should just lose interest over because this is one of the most powerful strategies that business owners have in their tool belt. And uh, you know, you're going to talk about write-offs. Now, as as a regular employee, how many business or how many write-offs do you have available to you, Ryan?
0: uh what, 12 or 15 or something yeah or the, something in there and yeah, the tax deductions.
1: Ju- the tax cuts and jobs act that actually came in in the at the end of 2018 and that even simplified that even more so most people only use two or three of these write-offs right, right. there's not very many write-offs that that you know mm-hmm. the average american is using so the real question comes in how many write-offs do business owners and investors have it in their tool belt over 400. <laughs> over 400. Now that's a lot, right? Not every one of these is going to be apply to your situation, so you have to work with good professionals and make sure that you're structuring things, but what you don't know can hurt you. A lot you've heard the phrase what you don't know can't hurt you. No, what you don't no. don't know can hurt you because you're losing money every year that you could keep in your own pocket if you have a business. And we do that in the form of write-offs. So things like this, I got my cell phone right here. Guess what? My iPad, I use it for my business. The computer that I'm on, the, the microphone that we're doing this on, right? These are business expenses that we use in our lives. The cars, the, the gas, the mileage, that kind of stuff. What, what are some of your favorite write-offs, Ryan?
0: For me, my biggest favorite write-off is that of travel we are super passionate that's probably our favorite hobby as our fam- for for our family is traveling and um, we don't take we don't take uh, family vacations so I am the worst father in the history of the world we that sounds terrible <laughs> we do not take family vacations we take business trips only business trips and um, by doing that we've been able to travel the world and it is all a tax write-off there's when you look at um, you know, you've, you've got your above the line expenses and your below the line expenses. And the line refers to your AGI or your adjusted gross income, right? When you're filing your taxes. And most folks, what they do is they will, if they're gonna go on vacation, right? They will they will have their, their vacation expenses as below the line expenses. It's post-tax dollars are used to go on vacation. But with the strategies that we have, we are able to turn those vacations into business trips and so all of a sudden, the money that we're spending on the trip is now an above-the-line expense, so, it's, so it actually reduces our tax liability. We're going to have the expense anyways, and, um, and that has opened some great opportunities for us to be able to travel all around the world, and we absolutely love it. Now, so that's my favorite.
1: We've, we've talked about this before. Doesn't your company have a no-snow policy?
0: Yes, we do. So uh, we've got several different companies and, and we have to do the annual meeting, right? Where you annual corporate meeting. And, uh, and so we do do that. We live in Utah. And so near the beginning of the year, it's typically snowing here and we have a, a strict no snow policy. And so it was just really hard to concentrate and brainstorm as far as uh, you know strategically for the new year if you're in the snow. So we uh, we have gone to uh, we've gone to France, we've gone to South America, we've gone to the Caribbean. Typically, it's somewhere fairly warm <laughs> that we like to go to, uh, with a beach. Ideally, um, is where we go for, for our annual meeting. And it's uh, and the cool thing is is you know as for the annual meeting it is all the board members. So that would be myself and my wife, because we, t- we do all this together, and then our employees. I know you've got some employees as well.
1: Oh, I've, I've got four little employees, and I love it. And, and sometimes they aren't very happy with me, but that's okay. <laughs> they call me dad or boss, depending on, on where we're at. So I've got, uh, like I said, I've got four kids. This is one of my favorite write-offs, actually. So uh, I've got a 14 year old and, and, uh, you know, everybody who has had a teenager can understand what having a terrorist, I mean, a teenager (laughs) is like now he doesn't want to do anything. We're not his friends anymore. He wants to hang out with all of his buddies and, and they're pretty much doing that on a daily basis, but we have an expectation in our family that they work in our business. This is a family business and no, there are not any. Uh, labor laws or anything associated with child labor in your business, because it's a family business and they're families, so they're working for us. But what I love about this is that I can pay them and stop buying their stuff for them. They can buy their own stuff. And the cool thing about taxes in the U.S. is uh, you can get up to twelve thousand. I think it's twelve thousand four hundred this year.
0: Yeah, where it changes you a little bit every year.
1: Where you don't pay any taxes on that money. So for me to pay them and let them buy their own things, I'm actually saving taxes because I'm not buying that stuff anymore. They're buying it and they're not paying taxes. And so that's an incredible write-off. And uh, you know what? We have our family help out. My six-year-old has her own debit card. We get funny looks at the grocery store. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's an awesome thing to be able to teach your kids the value of money and hard work. And so that's been incredible. And it lets a lot of your biggest expenses become tax write-offs.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's incredible because because by putting your kids, and we do this as well, putting your kids on payroll, they, like you said, they learn the value of hard work, contributing to the family, yet you get the tax deduction for paying them. You don't pay Suda Fuda FICA and they don't pay any income tax on the income that they receive. So it's all the way around. It is an incredible deal. And that is so fun. And yeah, having the kids have their own visa cards, come, it creates some funny interactions at the store for sure. <laughs> you get the kids buying the groceries for your family what What is going on here? Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> We're business. It's completely owners. legit. Talk to your accountant.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is fun. Yeah. Tax benefits, man. That is the way a penny saved is a penny earned and just, you can't keep the money that your business is generating because it's all going towards what most people have as their number one expense in life which is taxes right there are 97 different tax classifications in the federal tax code and uh, it's not just income tax when you start adding it up the largest expense most people have in life is paying taxes to the government so you know you got to have the right professionals surrounding you that can that can advise you and you got to have the right structure as far as having entities and everything set up and making sure that you're channeling the money in the correct way. Uh, you know, you're not a CPA. I'm not a CPA that we don't need to be. We've got the right knowledge and we've got the professionals to guide us for our unique situations. But uh, yeah, tax benefits, man, once you go down that road, you just, it totally changes your perspective as far yeah, your as your
1: outlook. I mean, I mean, think about it. One of people's biggest expenses is their vehicle. Yeah. What would happen if your business was paying for your vehicle and you were getting a tax write-off for it? You Just would probably imagine b-
0: you'd buy a different vehicle.
1: <laughs> what what vehicle does your, did your business buy, Ryan?
0: My business bought a convertible Corvette Stingray Z51 because <laughs> <laughs> it's very important that I have the top down while I'm writing to appointments and going to look at uh, at the projects that we're managing. So, yeah, you definitely buy different... Um, <laughs> different vehicles when you're buy- when your business is buying them than if it's uh, for family use.
1: That's for sure. All right, yeah. that leads us to the last one. What's number five, Ryan?
0: Flexibility. Ooh, and this is a good one too. And these are all really good. But flexibility is, and it really depends on your personality, right? Everybody's a little bit different, but I think for the most part, people like to feel like they're in control of their life. There's a lot of things we can't control in our environment. And we like to feel like we have some semblance of, of control over what it is we want to do. And unfortunately most people don't have a lot of control over their schedule. Right. I mean, they're pretty much, it's, this is the time I've got to be into work and out of work and,
1: and, uh, and every day's groundhog day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's kind of, I mean, it's depressing in a way. But um, that's one of the benefits, right? There obviously are there emergencies as a business owner. Absolutely, are there times when you're up late or up, you know, up super late or up super early? Absolutely, Um, that is definitely a reality. But overall, my experience has been, and I've been an entrepreneur for over two decades. My experience has been that, man, you really have a lot more control over your schedule, and that is is a huge benefit.
1: Yeah, another one is the, the control of the income that's generated. As a business owner, there is no ceiling. You get to decide how much money you're going to earn in your business by what you take in terms of daily activity. What is your, your daily method of operation, or DMO, as a lot of people will call it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what action are you going to take every day to ensure that your business is p- producing what you want it to produce? You get to decide. You're in the driver's seat and and that's an incredible benefit now for me i also have a w-2 job right i go to work for the during the day and then i have a, a real estate and a marketing business that i run on the side now those things allow me to be able to decide my income uh, as a side hustle but also still have some of what we a lot of people will consider the stability of having a day job but again, you know, I could walk you into work any day and they could be like, you know what? We don't really need your services anymore, so good luck, right? Yeah. And, and, and I hope that that doesn't happen because we're building our business on the side. It, that is one of the things that I'm gonna recommend. As you are starting a new business, don't depend on the business for the income. Don't expect too much out of your business too early. So starting a, a side hustle is the best way to start a business, in my opinion, because you you have your day job, your you have that consistency that you were expecting as long as anything like majorly unexpected doesn't come up. But that allows you to let your business be healthy before you start relying on it for your daily income.
0: Yeah. And that and that really is important because there, it's a there's a transitionary period. You shouldn't. Well, some people, they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to dive in head first not really recommended. You want to ease into it and you know like like you said you've got you've got a W2 and you've also got a couple of side businesses that you're running. That's awesome. There's a lot of people doing that. You want to just get a side hustle because maybe you're looking to transition out of your current situation or you just want to generate some additional income, right? There's lots of different things that you can do. And so the flexibility that being a business owner provides to be able to scale that up, either having it be a full-time gig, a part-time gig, or maybe, you know, it'll, it'll evolve over time is, is really good. And you, you touched on another point I want to, I want to bring up is controlling the income generated because most, it's interesting when you're on a fixed income and when we hear fixed income, a lot of times we think of uh, people who are retired, right? Oh, I'm on fixed income because they just have, you know, their pension or whatever that they're receiving. But it's more than that. I would argue that almost Anyone who is on the left side of the cash flow quadrant is on a fixed income because you're limiting yourself to what you can do. When you are a business owner and you say, you know what, we'd love to take this trip or we'd love to purchase this thing or go do this activity or whatever it is, we all, our, our, our response is simply, cool, what do we need to do to generate that money to make this happen? We don't really know the word no, and N-O. oh. It's just a matter of how long is it going to take for us to be able to generate the revenue to do that? And it really is a paradigm shift for a lot of people to realize, oh, you mean, you know, what are your dreams? What is it that you want to accomplish? Because people's dreams get so squashed because of the circumstances. Say, no, don't limit yourself to, to what you want to do or what you want to be or where you want to go or what you want to have. Say, okay, sky's the limit. What do you want? okay. What do you need to do in your business to generate that result? And that have the, truly having the ability to be able to do that and the flexibility to be able to generate that income or generate that, that environment that will allow those things to come to pass is very empowering. So I absolutely oh, and, love and,
1: it. And that nugget right there, I don't know if you guys caught that, but start with the end goal in mind and then work your way backwards know what you're trying to create, and then decide what you've got to do given whatever time you're going to dedicate to that effort and work backwards. So uh, we touched a little bit also on it not needing to be full-time. You know, I'm going to say that if you can't make your business work on a part-time basis, you're going to be really hurting if you try to make it work on a full-time basis because you haven't learned the the daily method of operation, the things that need to be happen that need to happen consistently in your business to make it work for you. You know, I've I've talked to a lot of people that were like, "Oh, as soon as I went full time, I became less productive." Yeah. Because they didn't maintain the, those consistent actions. And and that's just really important. Make it work, get the skill set and the habits in line, and then when you go full time, keep those habits going and then just amplify because now you've got more time to accomplish what you're trying to do.
0: I agree. Absolutely. Well, that's all we got for you today, folks. So once again, thank you for joining us on the inaugural episode. This is fun, Levi. Look forward to all yeah, of the crazy adventures that we're going to have moving forward in this show. Um, we wanted to let you guys know that for more information, you know, about, about what we're doing about us personally, and uh, for more episodes, of course, of, of our weekly podcast, Go ahead and visit our website, championhustle.com, championhustle.com, and uh, we've got all the links and info is available for you there. And yeah, next just, week, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, just feel free to connect with us through our website, through Facebook, all that kind of stuff, right?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. We're, we're building everything out, and I'm sure the, the show will continue to to grow and evolve over time, and so we're excited to see what what comes of it. And next week, our episode is actually gonna be where we deep dive into the hidden benefits of our favorite investment strategy. There's lots of different ways to invest and we've got some really cool hidden benefits that most people probably don't know about. We're gonna be covering that next week in our episode, so make sure that you don't miss it. We'll see you there. Thanks guys, have a great week. We'll see Thanks. ya.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle Podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com.